welcome to Language Chats. This is a podcast for language lovers in Australia and beyond, where we share our experience of language learning with you, as well as the stories of other Australians and a few international guests who love learning, working with and communicating using other languages. I'm Beck, And I'm Penny. And we'd like to begin this episode by acknowledging the traditional owners of the land on which we're recording today, the Wadarong people and the Wurundjeri people. And we pay our respects to their elders past and present. And Beck, this is super exciting, but Language Chats, the podcast, has its first ever sponsor. <laughs> Yay! So exciting. And we're really grateful to have have the support of our first our first sponsor, who is Drumroll. Clothesmaster. Now, I bet a heap of you out there are saying, I know Clothesmaster, I've got Clothesmaster, I use Clothesmaster, that's awesome. Um, And Beck and I were the same and we're very excited to be able to partner with Clothesmaster and bring you guys some information about the app and all the cool things that it does, including the amount of languages that you can actually learn through Clothesmaster app. It's incredible. This is I guess, quite relevant to the topic that we're going to be talking about today, which we'll introduce shortly. Um, but Clothesmaster is really an app for advanced beginners to intermediate language learners, which really, I guess, sets it apart um, from some of the other language learning apps that you probably have heard quite a lot about, um, which might be more directed at getting you started from, from zero when you're, when you're first learning a language. Um, Clothesmaster is not like that. It's um, genuinely meant for people who probably have already been learning a language for a little while. I love that even in their promotional material, Beck, they say Clothesmaster is the app that you use after you've used Duolingo. <laughs> and I think <laughs> yes. that's really true because um, when you use Clothesmaster, you are using this close mes- method, C-L-O-Z-E, Mm-hmm. And that's when you pick the right word that fits into the gap in the sentence. And in order to do that, you really do need to have that kind of advanced beginner level behind you. Yeah, that's right. And also because something that I noticed when I first started using um, Clothesmaster is that the vocabulary in it is quite um, like the sentences that you get to close the gap um, can be quite random and different vocabulary. Um, So it means that you do get like a real range of um, different example sentences kind of thrown at you in Clothesmaster, which is pretty good practice. And we're going to talk about Clothesmaster over the next um, five episodes. So you will be able to learn more about Clothesmaster as Beck and I keep playing with it as well. That's right. Um, But also we should mention that, of course, Clothesmaster does have a free version, so you can go and download it and have a go straight away. Um, But also they do have a pro version. um, And if you want to give the pro version a try, um, then you can also get a 10% discount by using the code LANGUAGELOVERS. Yay. I love a discount. Yeah, love a discount. Always love a discount. So this is really appropriate for what we're talking about in today's episode is because we are talking about what to do when you pass that beginner stage. And how do you break through into that, you know, post-beginner stage of your language learning? What do you think, Beck? (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's a very, I think it's a really good, it's a really good thing to talk about because sometimes 
as a language learner, I think you can get a bit forgotten um, in the middle stages because the, in the middle stages, it's like this cloudy, like like what's intermediate anyway? This <laughs> kind of this never time. ending. After, exactly <laughs> like this, you, you know, you might have heard people talk about the intermediate plateau that forms a part of this 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 kind of hazy post beginner. Um, stage of learning and it's it is hard to define I think that's partly what makes it so so difficult to navigate sometimes Mm. is because when you're a beginner and you don't know very much or you know actually nothing it's really easy to like start learning and be like well I don't know anything I'm starting from zero I have no vocabulary to lean on I've never learnt this before I don't know any structures and so everything just starts from nothing Once you've been learning for a while, though, you might know some stuff here and there, depending on how you've been learning, you've got some gaps in particular, you know, parts of language, for example, you might have some grammar sort of holes Mm -hmm. that you haven't quite filled yet. You might have vocabulary holes that you haven't quite filled yet. And depending on how you've been using the language too, um, you might remember some parts of what you've learnt much better than others. And there's the whole, like, how do you revise what you have learnt? How do you build on it? Um, and I think a lot of that makes it really complicated and, qu- yeah, quite tricky for people to say exactly where they think they stand after potentially quite a long period of learning already. Yeah, yeah, that's true because you can kind of flounder in the beginner stage for a while. Um, and also it is it's all self-assessed, isn't it? And so mm. I think it takes or mostly self-assessed unless you are literally doing um, an externally assessed exam, for example, you don't you don't have someone else telling you, oh, well, you've done it. You've passed beginner. Well done. Here's a medal. So it takes, it takes a big, it's a big leap, you know, in your mind as well to say, yep, no, I am now in that intermediate level and I really like saying because you know you know when you meet someone and they say oh really can you speak Chinese and you're like saying that you're kind of intermediate really doesn't mean anything to a non-language person so my favorite phrase to use when someone says oh can you speak you know Chinese I'm like um because they they usually kind of assume that you're fluent and I know we've got we've had lots of chats about you know what being fluent means and we can talk about that you know till the cows come home but my favorite thing is to say oh yeah I'm you know conversational because I feel like Mm. that's a really good way to phrase it because it doesn't mean that you know you can throw me into a board meeting and I will understand what's going on because I won't have any clue but if I meet someone on the street I could have a conversation with them in a kind of basic, basic-ish way. Um, yeah. How do you self-describe that kind of level when you're just past that that beginner stage and you, you don't want to say I'm intermediate because it sounds so naff. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I think I've said a variation on what you are describing as conversational here. So I think I think I probably haven't been as concise as that and I try to describe to people what I could do (laughs) so probably I think conversational is actually a really nice way to describe um that that level that you get to where you can you can speak to people with some ease however in specific contexts I think my my only struggle is that my only struggle there are so many struggles my my (laughs) 
let me rephrase. Um, my struggle is that for me, conversational still, like like the word intermediate, really spans a quite wide spectrum. Um, I think you can be conversational in talking to friends, but conversational talking to a stranger might be harder for you or vice versa. So, you know, depending on, yeah, your experience so far in your language learning, I think those, Mm. like the scale can really vary. Yeah, I think that's Um, a really good point, the context, who you're talking to and, you know, what the topics are. Absolutely. Like at the moment I feel like I could be conversational with my Danish teacher in Danish, but do I feel like I would be conversational on the street? just yet well I haven't had many opportunities to do that um so I I almost feel like I would lose confidence if I met somebody random and then found that I couldn't really I couldn't converse with them with the same level of ease as I could with my with somebody who I'm used to speaking to and who knows who's like patient with me um and knows what I'm trying to say and who's used to hearing you as well because that's often half the battle isn't it when someone has to tune their ear into someone else that they're not used to hearing you get that initial kind of what did you say can you say that again and then you you sometimes get a bit you know flustered and nervous don't you that you're thinking oh no they don't understand (laughs) yeah that's right I think there's a real there's a real distinction to be made in like the confidence too that you have as a beginner um Look, probably not with everybody, um, but there are, I think with some people, you can really, you can have this kind of like beginner's confidence where you lose your inhibitions because actually you know that your basis is nothing. So you're kind of fine to just like, you can start off being fine with making mistakes because, well, you started from zero anyway. Um, But once you've learnt for a bit, it starts, you can sometimes have a bit of a dip in your confidence as you start to feel that like maybe you should know more by that point um or maybe you should have learned more or maybe you should understand more or like I think you start to question yourself Mm, over time I think you're right um and you you have to almost then kind of get over that slump um to bring yourself back up to the point and remind yourself that you have you have learnt things (laughs) of course um and that it's not you know that you don't necessarily need to be any higher than where you are you've you know you've still learnt lots so how do you think then someone who who might be sitting at that kind of upper beginner level now you know in my mind I think as a, as a learner especially if you're a self kind of directed learner you really have to to push yourself to kind of extend yourself as well and and jump to that next kind of phase in your learning I suppose is a good way to to say it if you are kind of thinking back to your learning experiences, what kind of kind of sticks out in your mind are things that you can remember pushing yourself to jump to when you were kind of crossing that beginner intermediate level? Mm-hmm. I think personally, and Penny, tell me if you agree with this, but for me, it is always about speaking. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really where I, I have to push myself forward like I have to get myself over a little hump to 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 really extend and not just be like I'm kind of comfortable reading some stuff because I'm like 
my comprehension's okay right now and it's getting better and I'm like learning some vocab so like that's enough um I think I just I always have to push myself to actually go and use the language with other people um or at least one other person um when especially these days it can feel kind of easy to learn on your own when you're self-learning and we just talked about this a few episodes ago so if you haven't listened to that episode you can go back and listen to our episode on um sort of independent learning um but yeah I think you know you can be tempted to kind of be like uh actually I'll just do something on my own today I'll just I'll just do a few exercises or listen to a podcast or listen to some music and that can be my learning for now um I think I've always had to just really push myself into going like no, <laughs> you need to you need to find other humans to communicate with in this language and have things that are spontaneous, yeah. like spontaneous conversation that you can't necessarily prepare for or that you can only prepare for in part so that you're forced to think on the spot a little bit. Yeah. Um, what about you, Penny? Like how, I don't know if any of that resonates oh, with completely. you. Oh, completely. And I was just thinking what you were saying too, that when you do put yourself on the spot, that's when all the the new learning kind of happens because you are outside of your comfort zone and going, oh, what did she say? Oh, my God, that's so weird. I don't know. And then then you can come back and, you know, that's a whole new new word or concept that you learnt that you wouldn't have if you hadn't have put yourself out there. So that's, that's I think, um, when I have put myself out there, that's when I feel that 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 good kind of flow feeling you know how we talk about you know mm. being in flow when we're we're working on something or creating something I feel like that sometimes in language and I think because I am such an extrovert that doing stuff by myself doesn't quite give me the same buzz or the same you know feeling as it does when you get to be with other people whether that's you know being in on screen is is still good you don't have to be physically physically there but that's also nice as well um and you know that that feeling when you can have a conversation and you've put yourself out there and you're understood or you can you know get your point across or help someone or be helped I think it's just just an amazing feeling and I think that's I wish that we could bottle that up somehow and go this is why you should learn a language. <laughs> <laughs> no, I completely agree. I think there's a kind of, um, it's funny when you were saying flow for a second, I thought you said glow and I was like, actually, yes, it's like a glow. That's kind of how I feel. Like when I've said something and I'm like, oh my God, someone understood me. And then I'm like, Ooh, woman fuzzy. Like yes, <laughs> kind of makes it me is, feel exactly. like, I'm like, Oh, I, I did that. And they, and they understood what I wanted to say and I conveyed it in a way that didn't confuse them. Um, and we have a conversation that's still flowing. Like that's, that's, that's good. And that's the kind of the, the good feeling that I think we sort of live for yeah. when we're learning a language. Um, it's really that sort of buzz. Yeah, for sure. And um, I was just having a look at, at I, I wrote something down in preparation for the episode today, Beck, and I said, you know, when it's too easy and it gets too comfortable and when you're getting kind of, you know, that 90% right in your kind of daily activities or routine with your language learning then it's time to push yourself and do something new and and you know get out of your comfort zone and get yourself to that next level because I think mm-hmm. sometimes we can 
stay in nice easy street because it's it's fun <laughs> yeah that's right and it's satisfying like it's I know there, there is time where you just need to be I think um reassured by doing something that's not that hard so that you can build up your confidence um but there has to be a balance of finding the things that challenge you um and the things that give you enough confidence to keep going yes good point. um and Yes, I think at the at, it's to come back to what we I guess the topic of today. It's that middle stage, this intermediate or um, you know conversational, whatever it is, that post beginner time, where um, you have you almost have so much freedom, also in where you can go with your learning that that in itself can be overwhelming, mm. um, because suddenly you're not restricted to just resources for beginners anymore you can go and spread your net much wider to look for other things that other content other people other groups other ways of using and practicing your language um, that are no longer you know limited to just the well that's too hard for me I think that sense of um overwhelm as well can also extend to when you're looking at resources and you go oh this is too easy. I've, I've done this. And, you know, then you kind of, you get into that slump again and you say, well, what, what resources should I use if I'm trying to, you know, fill this gap of where I am at this intermediate level? Um, and I think, you know, as Closed Master Markets themselves, as that kind of app for advanced beginners to intermediate, there are things like that out there as well that kind of do fill that gap that we can work towards once we're in that intermediate intermediate level which is nice and I, I don't think we always kind of point them out when we're talking about learning and I think it'd be good to like highlight all the things that that we mm. love I mean you know we've talked about all the speaking opportunities that you know exist through italki and I think that is you know language exchange and language practice is you know a huge thing a huge part of being in that kind of post-beginner stage and I think that's really important um and tapping into your own interests as well which I think is also really important we've talked about that lots as well but I think once you do get those fundamentals down that's when you get this freedom to go wow I really want to delve into you know topics and vocab around cooking and cuisine because that's what you know sparks my interest and I can do it now because I know all the words for for sugar and for yellow and numbers and quantities and all those things because I've passed that stage. So that's that is exciting, isn't yeah. it? When you can really go deep into what interests you in the language. That's right, and I think also um, even so, going past what even interests you. So like that's that's one thing to consider. Like do the things that you like doing in your native language. Because if you like doing them in your native language, you'll probably still like doing them in the other language that you're learning. So a super important thing to remember. Also, something that like I think increasingly I think about with language learning as well is like being able to enjoy things that are appropriate, like appropriate for your age. <laughs> that, that probably sounds a bit weird, but like actually being able, like once you've gotten past the beginner, beginner stage, 
you can and and you're feeling like a bit more confident and you've got a bit more vocabulary and you sort of are starting to know a little bit about what you're doing like we're both adults you want to be able to enjoy content that is written for adults yeah um something that I think we've heard probably over the years like listeners tell us if you've had this too um but like people often recommend using children's books when you're first starting out and I don't think that that's a bad like that's not a bad call because obviously children's books or <laughs> kids are learning too and it's got simple vocabulary and it's simple structures um and it means that like yeah it's it's a nice easy way to get into you know, reading and expressing yourself. Um, but like ultimately if you are an adult, you don't really want to spend all of your time learning reading children's books. Like that, that's something right. that you you can do. Um, but like wouldn't it be nice if you could read an adult book? Yeah. Um, or <laughs> wouldn't it be nice if you could read um, a news article um, written online on, on a topic that's something that interests you or that's about current affairs, for example, and it's, you know, something that is relevant to the particular time. Um, I, th- I think that that sense of feeling like it's appropriate content uh, for yeah, for you 100%. as an adult learner um, or whatever age you're at, like if you're a teenager and you're learning, you probably want to be able to read appropriately teenage things, um, you know, online or videos, yeah. for example, that you could watch on YouTube. Like you don't want to feel like you're, you're all you can do is use children's material. And I definitely um, don't recommend watching Peppa Pig in Chinese <laughs> unless you are watching it with children who are also learning Chinese because it will drive you nuts otherwise. <laughs> So, yeah, I think like all of that together, it's just like there are a couple of different things to to, to think about in how, how you can maybe guide yourself on where to look for level and age and interest-appropriate resources given that you have more language skills at your disposal and that you're also trying to develop um, language skills that are like now semi-developed, like, you know, there is already something there and you've got roots. Um, you're just trying to grow into a beautiful flower of language skills. <laughs> yeah, no, so so well said. And there's so many, as you're talking about all those things that are adult appropriate, I was like thinking in my head all the, you know, the things we've talked about previously, Beck, but, you know, the slow news podcasts that are available because, you know, I like knowing what's going on in the world and so what better way than to, you know, practice language in an accessible way um you know little interviews about travel or about cuisine or about people's experiences I mean there's so many so many things out there there's even this Chinese um program that I've just thought of then too called the Chairman Bao which is it's a written thing it's not a spoken one but it is uh newspaper articles rewritten in a simplified way and pitched at different levels so that you can you can pick the pick the level that's most suitable for you. So there's, you know, there's really so many things out there, and it's it's nice that that we can get to that stage where we go, oh yeah, I do. I I love knowing what's happening in the world. So that's going to be my my thing. I'm going <laughs> to learn about the world through my second language. Yeah, exactly. Ah, oh, and we of course would love to know. What you're up to with your post-beginner, intermediate, conversational <laughs> type learning and and how you feel about 
the stage because you know everyone's kind of got mixed feelings and it's nice to to know that other people have had the same feelings and we'd love to know what you're up to so don't forget you can get in touch with us you can find us online in the usual places on Instagram and Facebook at languagelovers.au and if you haven't already you should come and join our Facebook group languagelovers.au community we're a great bunch right. of people. We're fun to hang out and with. And I think I think we might have to put it out to the group on like the Language Lovers AU community, how they feel about this too, because I'd really love to know, um, as you said, how other people who have encountered this stage um, have are feeling and um, especially because there's probably so many of you out there now who, who do are kind of falling somewhere within that very broad spectrum um, of whatever sits after beginner. <laughs> and I think we'll have to put that out to the group and, and get the discussion going. So as Penny said, do join us over there on Facebook. And don't forget to show Clothesmaster some love and go and check them out. And you can use the code language lovers for your 10% discount when you upgrade to Pro if you choose to do that. And we would love to hear how you find it. We'll catch yeah, you again in another fortnight. See you next time.